You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Uncensored Direct Marketing. Today, I have a special treat for everybody. I have Kevin DuBose, or as he's known, Kevin the Video Guy. Um, so you can guess what the episode is going to be about today. We're going to be talking about video editing and, and content in general, which is a huge topic for pretty much anybody running an online business, regardless of whatever niche. So welcome, Kevin. Thank you for being on my show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So Kevin, um, I mean, obviously you're the video guy, so that kind of is self-explanatory, but can you tell me a little bit about kind of what got you to video editing and content production? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, it started off actually a handful of years ago, my wife and I went on a vacation and I wanted to make cool travel vlogs, like all the, all the YouTubers and stuff. And I thought it was really fun and bought me a GoPro and thought I was like a cinematographer going around trying to get all the best shots and like tweaking with all the settings and, um, and then I, you know, I wasn't as artistic as some of the, uh, the cinematographer guys. And I realized that there's a, a huge market for it in, in the business sense of businesses using video to, you know, um, increase their visibility and increase their reach and, uh, build relationships with, with their people kind of on autopilot, as opposed to like having one-on-one -on -one conversations that's still good and has a time and a place and everything. But I think the relationships that you can build through marketing, through video is uh, pretty impressive. So that's kind of more the direction that I, that I wanted to go. Awesome. So uh, did you get any kind of formal training in video? Like how did you, you just no. picked up a camera said, let YouTube me just try university. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay. I love that. That's, that's yeah. awesome. And you know, cool. obviously you made, made a career out of it, so it's working. Right. So, yeah. um, right now, are you just freelancing? You're working for yourself. Do you have like a, a small consortium of people that you work with? Yeah, it's uh, honestly right now doing more of like the agency thing. So um, what I've found is I, I work a lot with like coach, uh, coaches and agency owners. And a lot of times they just don't have time to like deal with a coaching program or anything about how to make video. They just want it done for them. So I started just doing done for you uh, editing. So that's basically what I'm doing now. And I provide some some consulting to certain people about um, like obviously right now reels are huge. So uh, doing that and like helping them plan and shoot some reels and then edit them for them as well. Oh, awesome. Okay. So you're a busy guy. So yeah. Kevin, let's get into the meat and potatoes of, of, of this conversation. Cause I'm, I have obviously, you know, we're recording a podcast here. This is content. Mm -hmm. So we have the audio and the video version, and I'm going to pick your brain on all stuff that we're doing on video. And I'm hoping that um, it's going to help a lot of people listening as they're producing content and they're, they're, they're getting there. It doesn't have to be obviously a podcast. It could be anything. It'd be social media content. I mean, videos everywhere. Everybody's consuming video content and, and creating it. It seems like, and you know, you have a 18 year olds and, and you have 60 year olds and everybody's just trying to get their stuff out there. So one thing that I find just interesting with video content, and I'm curious, I'm going to say, we're going to start with something controversial and something a little bit, um, you know, everybody has their ideas, but going viral, you know, like everybody's like, Hey, you know, I, I put this video out is going viral first in today's, from today's standpoint, what is the amount of views that would qualify you as going viral? Uh, well, first of all, I think going your viral, opinion, of course, <laughs> I do definitely have an opinion, uh, going viral, I think is overrated. Um, because if you, I mean, granted, sure. If you get, you know, 10 million views on a video, that's great. If you are a 
teenager who wants to be a, an influencer or whatever, then you're doing all these trends, doing the dances, pointing at text boxes or whatever. That's all, all fine and dandy. But for most businesses, that doesn't really make sense. Most business content doesn't really go viral unless you're like Alex Hermosi or Grant Cardone. Um, the point of a video in that sense is more of just visibility and being seen and uh, nurturing your audience to where they eventually get to a point to want to actually do business with you. Um, so I think there's a lot of uh, emphasis put on this going viral, especially with TikTok and these trends and reels and all this stuff. And I think there's there's a time and a place for that. But I think for the most part, um, people look at these views like, oh, I'm going to get 10 million views. I'm going to make $10 million or whatever. I don't really think that I equates wish. to it. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, a perfect example of that actually is a, I have some reels that have gone like semi-viral that have like one reel that I've posted on several platforms had like 20,000 views or whatever. Um, and it generated me $0. Um, but I have a, a video that's strategically placed on my Facebook profile that has less than a hundred views and it's generated me thousands of dollars. So nice. I think there's a, um, a, a lot to be said about having targeted views versus just having any views Number. and all the different platforms count views separately too. Like if it plays for one second, some platforms count that as a view, some has to watch a certain percentage. Um, and I don't, I don't really know all the ins and outs of all that, to be honest with you, but yeah. um, cause I just, I just don't care about it, to be honest. Like I don't really care about how many views this, this thing gets and everybody wants to go and get this dopamine hit of like, Oh, this, this post got this many likes or comments or whatever. I think comments are the biggest thing. Cause if you can actually, that's where you can actually engage with your audience. And for stuff, sure. But. Well, I mean, you know, to your point, and interestingly enough, I got, I had a, um, a, I did a podcast for, uh, I was, I appeared on somebody else's podcast. It's called a Sven cast. Um, mm -hmm. and Sven has, you know, a lot of followers and stuff like that. And he, he did a whole episode on like my, my background is that I came from the adult entertainment industry. I worked there for, for, you know, uh, Pornhub and all this stuff. And we, the whole episode really centered a, a lot around that. Um, and he used some outtakes and we used some outtakes and we got, you know, 60, 70, I think one of them, like 80,000 views, because obviously it's a hot topic porn people want to know about the stuff and whatever. Um, and again, big fat zero, uh, mm -hmm. in terms of lead gen on that. Um, and then I did a, a 10 minute video on loom, uh, about what to do if you, if Stripe shuts down your account, um, maybe 1800 views best lead gen I've ever done 10 minute video on loom done period. Yep. I was like, what? And then, and, and the video was good enough that people didn't even question me to use my services. They're like, I want to work with you, Maria. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know? So I definitely think I'm, I'm very much in the mindset and even for the, this podcast and so forth, it's targeted views. I, I want people I don't want people to waste their time listening to me. You know what I mean? Like, listen to me if it's going to bring you some value. If not, like, I mean, I'm sure there's other people that are doing other stuff that's going to interest you more, you know? So targeted views, I think um, they're, they're underrated. Like people just, they're still, I feel in the context of social media, a, a big emphasis on how many people watched it, how many, you know, I, I don't really pay attention to that myself. So I'm happy that you reaffirmed that I'm, I'm, I'm doing a good, uh, I'm doing a good thing by just putting out the content. I do content with people that I like and I, and topics that I like to talk about. I want to talk about video. I interview you and I learn something and the audience learns something. And if a thousand people find this useful, great. You know, I mean, that's, that's, 
you know, obviously you, we all want to see dollars and cents though. So, mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll make sure that, you know, hopefully if anybody's watching the video and they need, you know, some help with video that they'll call you and, and then we'll get some leads, uh, for that stuff. But in sure. the end of the day, it's informative content and eventually it'll cycle back into something that's gonna, that's gonna generate revenue for everybody. Yeah, for um, sure. I'm happy that, you know, the, the viral myth has been debunked there um, and talking about content and, you know, going viral and you just mentioned reels and reels are really hot. You know, those are kind of shorter form type videos. Um, we're talking about like long form content, short form content. Like how, how does one, I'm just curious, like in your world, how would you, if I came to you and just had no idea, had no content and was just starting out, like, what would be your advice to get me started? Should I record a 45 minute episode, chop it up? How do, how do I go about this to produce as much content as possible in as little time and obviously make it good? Uh, well, that's a pretty loaded question. Yeah, that's um, like a <laughs> six point question, but like, let's, let's yeah. just say long form versus short form. First question. What, what's your, what's your uh, mindset on that? So I think they both definitely have a time and a place for it. Like if you're getting a lot of um, just like engagement and likes, but it's not really leading to any sales, then you probably need to do more long form content because that means you're probably focusing on short form. You're doing reels, you're doing trendy stuff. That's not really leading to anything. Um, And if it's the opposite where if you're not really getting any engagement, but you're going on Facebook live, like 45 minutes every day, whatever, and you're not really getting much engagement there, then you should probably use some of that long form content to make short form content. Um, and honestly, a, a good model of that is what you're doing with this podcast, right? Like uh, when you reached out to me a couple of weeks ago to, to be on the podcast, I started checking you out and I saw that you were doing what I talk about. You're taking little, little gold nuggets from these podcasts, like, you know, 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, however long, and creating a little short form, like social media clips for that. And that in turn, as long as you have proper call to actions in place at the end of those, then it like directs attention to the long form piece of content. And that's where they get a little bit more of the education piece. They, you know, that's where you're able to explain a little bit more about what you do and demonstrate your knowledge. Um, I think they definitely both have a time and a place. So if I, if you, if you were just starting out, I would probably recommend doing some Facebook lives, but make sure that either a, you know how to edit videos or B hire somebody to just send the file to and say, Hey, like chop this up into X amount of uh, pieces of content. And then when you could easily get 30 pieces from one, like 30 minute live video. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, in terms of, you know, the different content platforms and so forth, is there, is there one, I don't know, is there one that you favor in terms of like putting video content? Like, do you find like Instagram gets you the best when, when, when it works with like video stuff, or do you think Facebook does better? Like just obviously this is personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, it really depends where your audience is too. Um, so like I said, I, I work a lot with coaches and agency owners and a lot of them are on Facebook. There's Facebook groups, which I think are a great place to entertain. So like the majority of my stuff is on Facebook and I've honestly been pretty bad about, um, you know, um, actually posting Instagram. I actually just started posting Instagram fairly recently and posting to YouTube and stuff. Um, I think if you're doing uh, a lot more, sh- um, long form content, then, then YouTube is great because it's, it's a search engine. So yeah. if you're going to post to YouTube though, make sure you know about, you know, how to, how to do the tags and, uh, optimizing your thumbnails and all that stuff. There's a lot of variables that go into YouTube. Um, but another example of targeted views, right? Like I did a tutorial a couple weeks ago on how to edit like the Hormozy style reels that everybody talks about now. Yeah. And I posted it to YouTube and it's got like 500 views or something. And I had my first call generated from that <laughs> like last week, actually. So that was pretty neat that, you know, nice. I made this, I had already had it made 
I posted to Facebook. I posted it to YouTube too. And now I got a new lead from it and that uh, I'm actually meeting with him again tomorrow. And that might turn into like a big deal for me. So, um, Oh, that's awesome. No, I mean, (laughs) at the end of the day, like Facebook is, I feel it's a little bit of an older demographic. Instagram is a little bit younger. So TikTok is for younger, younger. So, I mean, it's just a matter of like what you're selling, you know, I mean, what you're selling Uh, and where, where the people are at, you're disagreeing with me. Let's see. What what do do we got to say here? I think the, the audience on TikTok is a lot more broad than people give it credit for. Okay. Um, because yes, there is like the high school age, you know, where they're doing all the trendy stuff or whatever. But, um, I think there is a big market of people who are understanding the power of it. And, um, there's, there's several people in this space who like specialize on TikTok, and people are, are getting like 90% of their clients from TikTok. So I think there's definitely value there. And I think there is more of an older crowd than people give it credit for. I, I do. I do see the power of TikTok. I know. I mean, mm-hmm. every a lot of people that I know, even, you know, uh, people my age and older are also on TikTok. I just personally, uh, as a, you know, as Maria, not direct pain and not business, nothing. I just, the platform, I feel like I'm going to get like a, like, it's just, it's it's too much. It's too much, too fast. I just, I can't, I can't, you know, like when I'm looking at social media, uh, I'm trying myself. A lot of times I'll, I'll be on social media for like, I'll probably never spend more than 20 minutes in the evening. So whatever just kind of shows up is what I watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I kind of just like to take my time and see like what's happening with different people. I find like TikTok is like this happening. Like everybody's just kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, uh, so I'm, I'm, it's just not for me at least. Yeah. I Um, I personally don't go on TikTok just to scroll either. Cause if I do, I'll be there for like an hour. Yeah. Um, Cause there's so many short things. You don't feel like you're wasting your time, but you are, you're going to watch a thousand of them. <laughs> so yeah. no thanks for that's me. That's how it's designed. They did that intentionally, you know? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, so now just, I know I had asked you a loaded question, but I do want to get to the, 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 you know, long form versus short form. And I'm just curious, like now just getting a little bit more tactical, um, you know, for, for a long form uh, video or, it depends on your topic. So let, let me give you a little bit of background. So obviously for us, it's easy to do a long form because we're going to be talking about video and there's a lot of different topics mm-hmm. and so forth. But let's say somebody's selling, let's say supplements or things that are just kind of consumer products. Wouldn't it be like, what are you going to talk about for 30 minutes about like this particular supplement, unless you're doing an infomercial, would you say, you know, record 10 one minute bits about something is a good idea or is that not even recommended to just sit here and like spit out one minute kind of things pre-record them and and shoot them out later um i don't think there's anything wrong with having like little short snippets and like i said that's what i help people do with reels um i will say that i'm not too i've never really done a ton of like physical product sales so i don't want to pretend like i'm an expert on that because that's not really something that i've done um but i do know that people are that that honestly, it's kind of where the doing the trending stuff could probably help. Um, because then you're getting more eyeballs. Cause like, you're not, it's not as targeted of a demographic. It's, you know, if it's like a weight loss supplement or whatever, your, your yeah. audience is a lot more broad than like a coach looking for business consulting clients or okay. whatever, you know? So, um, I think trying to do like some of the trendy stuff in that sense probably would help you a little bit more. Um, because I think you're right. Like you, I mean, I guess you could go do a 30 minute infomercial if you wanted to, but, um, in the space that I'm in, I think doing the long form content, the short form content works best. So let me ask you this. What's the biggest mistake people make when they're recording content? Uh, well, it's kind of a two part thing. One is, um, 
not doing it strategically, not having call to actions, not paying attention to uh, what stage of the buying cycle your audience is in. You're just like spewing out random stuff all day and every day because like what it really boils down to, like if you're a, you know, fitness coach or whatever, most of what you're talking about boils down to a handful of categories like diet, nutrition, sleep, you know, things like that. So if you can break down each one of those and do four or five subtopics, and if you can get 12 major topics and then four or five subtopics within each major topic, that's a content topic for each week for the entire year. And so we end up talking about the same things, but we try to like recreate it and make it different when really like you don't have to go and try and reinvent the wheel every time you try and go make a piece of content. So like just not having any sort of plan behind it. And then also not repurposing content, trying to make something new every day. Um, okay. that, could, that could just be a really big grind. So, so you, you suggest basically like when you, you mentioned repurposing content. So do you repurpose content? Like what's the frequency, you know, you're doing coaches, like at what I, I have noticed with coaches sometimes like, I don't watch too much social media, but I guess the algorithm is like that. I'm seeing the same people often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have noticed one specifically larger, you know, biz op or, or coach that I should say, mm-hmm. I don't want to give too much away or throw any shade <laughs> here, but I was like, man, I think he's using the same videos. Like, it's like, I've seen this video like four times or whatever. So what, is there a general rule of like reusing, you know, maybe reels that have done well, kind of reposting them or stories or things, or I don't know. Um, so, I mean, you can look at like Alex Ramosi, for example, again, um, and look at some of the stuff that he's doing where, um, if you, I don't know if that's, that might be who you were referencing, but like he'll post one reel to YouTube shorts or whatever. And then like two weeks later, he'll post that same one to Instagram. I don't necessarily think that's any, there's anything wrong with that because the only people who are going to see that more than once are people who are like, you know, raving fans or Super like fans, yeah. borderline stalking you. And they're not going to have a problem with that anyway. Um, and something that I think is really interesting that I know, I know Gary V gets a lot of, gets a lot of hate. A lot of, some people love him. You either love him or you hate him. You're not really like in between. Yeah, he's him. very polarizing. I, people, every he time is. I bring him up, people are like, I hate Gary V or, oh man, he's amazing. And I'm like, nobody's in between. <laughs> yeah. I actually saw some really interesting stuff on like market manipulation with all the NFT stuff he's been doing. That's kind of, I don't want to throw any shade at Gary V, but uh, I think he has reinvented the, uh, the content game just in, ter- in the past decade. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he, um, so now he has, he has like a, you know, whole content team. He probably has like, you know, 40, 50 editors or whatever that work for him. Cause he produces so much freaking content. But back in the day when it was D rock, I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's the guy who follows him around with a camera at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he just like oversees his whole content team. Now I don't think he actually holds the camera, but once they started growing and having editors, even D rock, the guy who was shooting all his content wasn't seeing everything that Gary V was posting because they had people working behind the scenes, creating all this stuff. So like, it's pretty interesting to me that the head of Gary V's content team wasn't even seeing everything that Gary V was posting. So to think that all of your audience is seeing everything that you're posting, you know, I just, it, it's just not happening. Yeah, no, I mean, I guess you're right. You know, sometimes like when I'm talking to uh, about my podcast uh, to certain people, I have a couple of, you know, some some lo- loyal fans and, and that listen every week and stuff like that. And 
I also, you know, I, po- I post on my social media, but I do have somebody who, who helps me with social media and stuff like that. And sometimes because I see it so often, I'm like, oh, don't you think we kind of use that all, all over again? But then randomly we'll post something and somebody will come up and say, oh, that's mm-hmm. a great insight. I didn't, I didn't know that. And it kind of always brings me back to like, you know what? Not everybody sees everything. There's so much information that you might as well just reuse it. I was just kind of curious, like w- you know, we're talking now, and this is like, a li- again, a little bit more technical in terms of question, but you're talking about how to post, when to repost and stuff like that. Do you create like a content calendar? Like how do you manage and how do you make sure that, you know, somebody who has a lot of content, like myself, direct painted, we have a lot of content. We have a lot of podcast content. We have a lot of blog content. We have written content. We have a lot of stuff. So is there any kind of, I don't know, uh, some, some tool that you use to help you kind of plan out where to put the content and when you can reuse something that did well again or, or something like that? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's tons of different tools you can use. Um, I, I just like a good old fashioned spreadsheet to be honest with you. Okay. <laughs> Cause like when you make a post on you know Facebook or Instagram, or whatever, you can just post copy and paste the link in there and you can kind of keep track of you know, you can have this entire spreadsheet of like these, you know, hundred posts did really well. And then, so you can kind of either reuse them six months from now, or, um, you know, kind of recreate something around the same style. Um, but kind of to what you were saying a second ago, that you're always gaining new followers and new friends and new whatever. I mean, as long as you're, you know, grinding and growing, um, you're always gaining new people following you. And unless they're actually going to your page to look at your profile, they're not really seeing your posts, especially the ones you posted a month ago. So, I mean, I guess there is a certain percentage of uh, friends who have been following you for a while or followers that have been following you for a while. If you post something again that you posted a month ago, then I think that might be a little too soon. Like three months, I think is probably a good amount of time. Yeah. Um, You know, there might be a little bit of um, repetition there, but I don't think it's to the point where it's like, you know, Oh my God, this guy keep posting this, posting the same shit over and over again. You know what I mean? Well, you, you just, you just gave an answer. You said three months. So I'm holding you to it. I'm going to try yeah. that out. <laughs> um, when you're, when you're talking about like recording and uh, you, you did mention something earlier that I just wanted to kind of bring back because I'm curious about this, but um, you know, when you have like 12 ideas and 12 sub ideas and all the, uh, and eight sub ideas and different, different mm-hmm. ways of slicing the pie, I guess, do you have like a, a copywriter or, or how do you, I mean, you obviously do the video side, but do you do also like copywriting or like idea generation? Or do you think that somebody needs to have a separate person to do that in order to, to make the episode kind of good and, and, and cohesive? Uh, I think that's a loaded question too. <laughs> um, but I like to ask I, like 15 questions in one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. Um, so Give me a lot of ideas. <laughs> so I've, I've watched your podcast a good bit and, uh, I've noticed that you have a ton of copywriters and everyone has their own little style. So I don't really think that there's necessarily right or wrong. Some people are going to like my style. Some people are going to like somebody else's style yeah. of, of writing. So, and, and, you know, idea generation, headline copy and stuff like that. So like, I don't necessarily think there's a right or wrong. Um, I think you should find somebody that vibes with you and your brand and, you know, obviously gets a, a response from your audience because that's really the biggest thing, right? Like you need people to it's called direct response. You need to get yeah. responses. <laughs> so um, as long as that's working, then I don't really think there's, you know, a right or wrong answer there. 
How much, how much planning do you do for an episode? Like, or, or not an episode, like a piece of content, like a long form content. Like, do you write down like specifically like sentences? Is it more like kind of jotting down some point form or like, uh, just cause my episodes are, you know, I, I, I obviously before, let's say you came on, you know, I, I, I found you on social media, on Facebook. I liked your content. I was like, Hey, this, this is, you know, somebody I want to talk to. Um, then I watched a bit of your content just so I can know who you are, what you do and all that stuff. And then I came up with a couple of things that I was curious about and that was it. That's my episode planning. I like to make sure that it's kind of conversational. And sometimes I bring up questions that I just, you said something and it was interesting. Yeah. So I'm not going to be like, well, that's not a question on the list, you know, yeah. um, like how, how de- detailed for the coaches, you know, coaches, they, they have a specific goal in mind, obviously is to get you like, usually I find coaches want to get you in a small ticket offer and then kind of bring you up mm-hmm. uh, to higher ticket offers. But how, how detail oriented do you get in terms of, cause it sounds like you're also doing the episode planning and editing, right? Well, yeah. Um, if somebody needs that, then sure. Most, well, not every coach can come up with the ideas on their own. Some people need help, but, um, as far as planning it goes, I mean, yeah, I I definitely have bullet points, but I don't script it or anything like that. Like I'm not doing one of these webinars from 2016 where it's like, you know, they're just reading off of a Google doc or whatever. Um, granted those still work sometimes in, in certain contexts, but, um, yeah. I mean, I just kind of have a, have a like a Google doc in front of me with some bullet points that I want to make sure that I hit Yeah. But other than that. Um, and as long as you have like a, a good call to action at the end, like you got to have something that, like to take the next step, For um, sure. whether that be to, you know, go to this link and download this thing, join my newsletter, book a call, whatever the case may be. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I, I think, you know, the, the, with the whole, um, taking this, uh, in a different direction, but the whole AI copywriting and copywriters getting threatened. I'm like, I feel like there's so many different ways, like a copywriter can get involved. It doesn't have to be like a sales letter for a product. It could be, it could be you know, for content and so mm-hmm. on and so forth, but it's uh, yeah. it, it, too scripted is, is sometimes not, not great, but how does one, this is curiosity again, because you work with coaches, but how does one get better at videos? Like, how do you, do you watch yourself? Do you like, what do you do to be, you know, not everybody's like for me, uh, as I was telling you before, like I'm, I love podcasting. I like talking to people, interviews, conversations. I could do solo episodes where I teach people stuff, get me on a story. Oh my God. I think I can, I can waste an hour recording a 30 second story. I'm like, uh, hi, this is Maria. I'm like, oh, damn, terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> so, so I just find it like I, I'm looking for tricks for myself and just in general for, for the audience. Like if, how do you get better? Do you rewatch episodes to get other people to give you episodes? Do you, the more you talk, the better you get, maybe it's just time. Like, I don't know. What do you think? So I think there's, um, I've, I, there's another guy who's kind of big in the, in the video space with me. His name's Ken Okazaki. And I don't know <laughs> if this is his, his specific idea, but, uh, he talks about the first 100. So like the first 100 of anything that you do is probably not gonna be very good. The first 100 cakes that you bake first 100, paintings that you do, like whatever the case may be, like it just takes practice. And, um, ultimately I think the biggest like, uh, KPI, I guess, if you want to get technical of how well it's working is what kind of response that you're getting. Do you have people reaching out to you saying like, Hey, I really like what you're doing. Keep doing it. Hey, I want to learn more about what you do. Or like, Hey, you should, you suck. You should stop doing that. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, th- I think that's a big metric to see like how, how your audience is receiving what you're, what you're doing. And, um, one thing that helped me a lot actually over the past few months is people 
sending me messages like, Hey dude, this was awesome. Keep doing this. And so I was like, Oh, you know, that there's some, I don't know, they're kind of buried in like the featured section under my thing, but I did, I experimented with some really silly style reels where I like have wigs and costumes and stuff. They're really silly, hey, I didn't um, see those. <laughs> but they Check actually did really well. And, uh, but they're, they're pretty draining to like come up with cause they're, you know, it takes like five hours to make one, you know, 30 second reel, but, yeah. um, but they're fun and they're entertaining. And, you know, I think people appreciate that, but yeah, I, I think you should definitely just, uh, one practice and two, just see how your audience reacts to it. Okay. Well, I mean, the, the one thing, like I I'm going to attest to this, like when I started the podcast, um, I got a little bit of help. Obviously I worked with, uh, with the guys at podcast nomination and they helped me, uh, get things started. So it was good. I was able to, to work with a good team that kind of understood how to get things started. But uh, if you don't have the budget to, to get, you know, uh, some external help and you're saying it just takes time, would you say, um, every day, twice a day, like for me to get better at stories, would you say record a, if I came to you and I said, Kevin, I'm just terrible at stories, but but when I do do a story, I do get reactions and I do get a lot of views and I do. But the funny thing is I get a lot of views, but I guess maybe my CTAs aren't good on stories because I don't see it translated to other stuff. But I do see a lot of people watching it and liking it and hearting it and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but how do I get better, like faster, like a hundred, hundred stories, uh, hundred days? I feel oh. like I feel like I can't do more than one a day. Like <laughs> how, how that that's long. I mean, you can definitely do more than one a day, but you also, every story doesn't have to be you like, hi, I'm Kevin, blah, blah, blah. This is what I'm talking about today. Um, you know, I, I, I use stories more so for like when I make a reel or whatever and actually edit it with like captions and stuff, I'll, I'll yeah. post it to my story. Um, but I also post like, I, I was actually trying to get this one finished before I hopped on here, but I'm editing a video for a client and I wanted to show like a before I edit it and after I edit it to see the difference. Oh, um, nice. So like I, I think it's more meant for like behind the scenes stuff, showing like some client testimonials, client results. I know as a podcast, you don't necessarily have that, but um, you know, um, just anything like behind the scenes, really. I don't think there's necessarily anything like that, but if you are jumping on there to say like, Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. If you, if you have some sort of call to action, I think it's really important to have a call to action. Yeah. I really like the polls feature on Facebook um, okay. because it's really easy to do. So you, I have found that some people push it by accident. Like, so they'll vote on the poll and then I'll message them like, Hey, like, thanks for voting on the poll. It's like, Oh, that was an accident. Like, Oh, you know, whatever. Or, or their child. Yeah. Or their kid. <laughs> Which yeah. happens sometimes to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that happens on Facebook lead forms too. If anybody's ever run ads on Facebook, like I'm sure they've had that happen, but um, yeah, I think just having call the actions there about, you know, I have this free thing, like again, going back to coaches, cause it's mostly who I work with. Like oh, I have this free training on how I generated a million dollars in 30 seconds or whatever. And then, you know, you want to use the poll and say yes or whatever. Um, and I think like the comment section um, can be helpful too. But yeah, just like not just like posting for the sake of posting in general, but stories, I think having a, a call to action and some sort of um, some sort of direction to push people towards, I think is important. But, okay. you know, it's also important to sprinkle in some behind the scenes stuff and like Click, clickbait I, though. You need a little bit of clickbait. You need that's a little why bit. I use, I use my super cute daughter in them sometimes. Yes, exactly. I milk all that engagement. <laughs> I'm not lying about that. <laughs> so just kind of taking the conversation into more your, 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 your business and your, your, you know, your day to day. I mean, obviously you're working kind of like as a freelancer, you're, you're making your own uh, money and, and, and find, mm -hmm. you know, finding your own clients and so forth. What's like, just this is for freelancing in general. What was like the toughest thing going from where you were before to freelancing? And 
what, what do you think made you the most successful or what, what has helped the most kind of get, get your name out there and get clients? The thing that helped me the most is probably, uh, my wife being super supportive of me because I had some, I had a lot of ups and downs and, um, I, I see all these stories of people being like, Oh, you know, my parents, my friends are telling me I'm stupid for trying to start my own business or whatever. I'm so fortunate that I didn't have that. My mom has been super supportive. My wife has been super supportive. Um, so I think having a support system is probably one of the, the biggest things because I mean, it's not easy. And I think there are some people who are just naturally talented at, you know, copywriting or whatever the case may be. And they, they do pretty well fairly quickly, but you know, I've, I've seen those graphics with like what most people think entrepreneurship is and it's a straight line, but like what it actually is, it's like yeah. all this squiggly stuff. Um, but yeah, and that, that's definitely the biggest thing that's helped me. And, and what was the other part of the question? What, what was like oh, my biggest struggle? Yeah. Uh, just consistency, I guess, like, um, staying motivated when something doesn't go my way. It's mm-hmm. been a lot of, um, trial and error and like, like, let me try this and see if this works kind of like with the wigs and the costumes, you know, <laughs> and it kind of did work, but it didn't really go where I wanted it to go. And then also I think something that's really important is like sticking to what you know and what you believe in because I was in several coaching programs who were trying to get me to do this like fancy, fancy coaching offer where I like make them more confident on camera and do all this and that, which I like couldn't even communicate it myself. So I had zero confidence of what I was offering and I made zero sales in like six months. So I'm like, this isn't working. And, and they just kept telling me, it's like, Oh, you're not, you know, limiting beliefs and whatever. Um, so I was like, screw you guys. I'm going to do what I know how to do. And that's edit videos. I'm not the best editor in the world, but I think I am good enough (laughs) uh, to, you know, get where I've gotten. And uh, so once I, once I stuck to what I know and what I know I'm good at and what I'm confident in, that's when things really started to take off for me. Well, I mean, I, I completely agree. And just kind of in closing for me as well is that, you know, we, we can't be everywhere all the time. You know what I mean? I can't be on TikTok, LinkedIn reels, this, like, I mean, there's just so many hours of the day. Um, you know, you try to repurpose content, like you said, but you know, unless you have, you know, a Gary V style team, uh, behind you kind of doing that, it's hard to be everywhere. So sometimes it's important to pick a lane and, and do well mm-hmm. in that lane and then grow from there. Like for me specifically, like we do well on LinkedIn, which is a platform that most people people hate, you know, people are like, Oh, LinkedIn, but you know, my content does well. It's business to business content. This is where people are looking for this type of information. Mm -hmm. So it's not the most exciting platform, but I don't give a shit. I get leads from it and it works. (laughs) So let's keep doing it. It does really well on LinkedIn, by the way. Oh, really? Okay, good, good. So we're going to have a few things to talk about as well after this. So, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, you know, some people just, uh, at, at first I was trying to do a lot of stuff on Instagram. It just, it wasn't working. It's just it, like, nobody was engaging with us. We were getting a whole bunch of bots. It was so frustrating. I'm like, what am I, why am I forcing to be on Instagram when mm-hmm. I put the same video on LinkedIn and it does really well and people like it and I get comments and then I do that on Instagram. It does nothing. So let's just format our content and get content that's going to do well on LinkedIn. We'll repurpose it on Instagram. If it falls on somebody, great. If not, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. I just find that it's just this like pressure on being number one on everything that it just, it gets a little bit exhausting, you know? So yeah, for sure. Um, and fun fact about LinkedIn, I think only like 3% of the like 800 million users actually create content. Oh, nice. So I think, so I must be the only one. That's why we're doing well on LinkedIn. So that's good. (laughs) That's good. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for, for all your wisdom. Um, I do have to say that I learned a lot about just, you know, how, how editors work and and all that. And I, and I will have a lot of questions for you after this as well. And for everybody listening, 
please feel free to check out the show notes if you want to get in touch with Kevin. Kevin's good at answering questions. He's a he's a treasure trove of uh, information. So feel free to reach out with the, the, the information below. Find him on, on social media. Enjoy his content as much as I do uh, since I started following. And uh, thanks again for all your time, Kevin. Have yourself a great day. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hope you found today's session valuable. If you have any questions for me or just want to connect, please feel free to visit my website, mariasparagis.com. That's M-A-R-I-A-S-P-A-R-A-G-I-S.com. I'd love to hear what you're working on. So drop me a line on any hot button issues your business is experiencing. And remember, don't worry about failure. You only have to be right once.